Welcome to From Our Vantage Point. My name is Nav Nagra, Communications and Events Manager at Vantage Point and your host. Today we are joined by Sherry Small. Sherry is Niska from Lakska Slap. Her Niska name is Anne-Paul-Us-Wim-Gak, meaning having spirit and moral worth. Sherry has worked as an advocate for many years using education and culture as tools for community change. She works to strengthen the spirit as a way of supporting community, healing on intergenerational levels, and to empower individuals through sharing tools to influence change. Sherry has worked in not-profit organizations of all levels of government and faith organizations. She graduated from SFU with her MED Curriculum in Instructions, Justice, Law, and Ethics. Welcome, Sherry. Thank you. Lovely. So I think I'm going to start off with our first question here. When we speak about truth and reconciliation, often truth gets left to the side. When we speak about truth, what does that mean? Truth is being truthful to self. Mm-hmm. It's really about self. It doesn't matter. It's a huge document, truth and reconciliation, but mm. people look at the document and not truth to themselves. Truth being honest to your own knowledge and your own feelings of your understanding of the world around you. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm curious actually, I was at a recent diversity and inclusion session and it was sort of like a panel event where it was very conversational and, and anybody could speak up, it was really wonderful actually. And one of the participants struggled to understand what is meant by the like just the word truth. He went on to ask, how do we know what is my truth versus your truth? And I'm just curious, how would you have responded to that? The reality is just what I said. Mm-hmm. It's not about us and them. Mm-hmm. It's about a relationship that occurred without dialogue, mm-hmm. without um, uh, truth and honesty of who each other's are. Mm-hmm. It's the settlers that came in as documented to about 415 years ago. And that's the first settlers coming into this, this world. It's a beautiful story. To understand that story, that's a truth. Mm. It's not my truth. My truth is not understanding that truth. And so my job is to understand it in that truth, but how does it fit today's world? Mm. And because laws have changed over time. Right, right. So often folks look to the indigenous communities and people within those communities to guide settlers through the truth and reconciliation process, often putting a lot of emphasis on indigenous peoples. At our boss conference last year, you mentioned that the journey of truth and reconciliation is on the part of the settler to actually do some of the work. Can you go up a little bit more into this for us? They need to tell their truth about how they got here. Yeah. Where did they come from? What did they do when they got here? How did they engage with the communities that were already existing? And and how did they understand each other's language when they spoke two different languages, mm-hmm. had two different values, sets of values and principles? How did they how did they align them so that they respected each other? So, I mean, those terminologies have been around from time immemorial. So how did they act on those words? Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to take a short break, so we'll be right back. Humanity Financial Management is a CPA firm dedicated to helping Canadian not-for-profit, charitable, and social enterprises build capacity for strong internal financial management. Humanity Financial Management's part-time controllers and CFOs provide support for budgeting, reporting, audit preparation, policies and procedures, and internal controls. 
their results, financial risk reduction, and asset protection. Visit Humanity Financial Management online at humanityfinancial.ca. What would you like to see in the Truth and Reconciliation journey, particularly here in the Coast Salish territories? Oh my gosh, I, I really, 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 my wish mm -hmm. is that we all take this educational journey of what history is. Monica Smith, she has a book, uh, Truth and Reconciliation, and it's a book that could be used by individuals from little children all the way up. Mm. The knowledge is very simply put. There's no academia language, no nothing. It, it's true to its story. And she takes a positive spin on it. She calls it resilience. And this is an umbrella of the First Nations resilience. And the resilience is all the pieces of legislation that have been imposed on Indigenous people. Mm. And the teardrops are all of the impacts of what we're dealing with. Mm -hmm. The handle of the umbrella are the things that'll help us. Right. I mean, something that snapshot gives us a guiding tool as to how we could all align ourselves mm -hmm. to, to what we're talking about. You know, we all live in this country. We should know the history of it, the honest history of it. Right. Mm -hmm. And how would you suggest, I mean, this for me, I, I think you go out and learn, but how would you suggest learning about, you know, unfiltered true history of this country in terms of Indigenous people and the settlers on these lands? As an educator, I know people learn differently. Mm -hmm. Some people are hands-on, and there's tons of workshops, and in the community of mm -hmm. how to do those things. If not, there's tons of resource people that could do workshops. There are also educational workshops so that it's engaging. It's about social justice and ethics, right? So it's not about putting people down. It's not just about the black and white. It's really about, you know, really pondering on what you're What's coming, what is this information doing for you mm -hmm. as an individual? What is it doing to your family? What is it doing to your community? What is it doing to the wider, the wider region, right? And just let it ripple, mm. right? Just like anything else. And I think that if we were to do the, the three R's, taking the risk to learn something new, related to what you already know, and then respond. And not be afraid to make mistakes, because that's how we learn. Mm, I love that. Mm -hmm. And what sort of advice would you give to someone who's taking a first step? Maybe say they don't know, they haven't had the where, like you know, the wherewithal to know what's actually been going on here. How would you have them start? There's tons of resources out yeah. there, <laughs> and one of the um, there's different types of resources out there. There's people that'll, uh, such as myself, like me, that could walk you through things very simply mm -hmm. and then give you resources to read and then continue to grow depending on how you learn, right? Mm -hmm. But then there's also, if you're an individual that's afraid to understand it but want to learn it, you, there are a lot of uh, um, written reports out there but I, I warn you, the reports are huge. 
We have uh, 28 years ago the Royal Commission on Aboriginal People that was written. It's five volumes and it's about as long as that um, the bookshelf. Mm. It wow. fills that. Wow. And these are stories that were told by people right mm -hmm. across Canada and they're told, they're put in chapters of justice and social, educational, housing. So there's resources there that'll teach you that. There's the UNDRIP that's 12 years old that has a human rights standard to it for all people. So easy to learn from that. That'll trigger you to figure out, I didn't know that, right? In any little document you read, there's something you don't know. That'll help you, guide you to what you need to know, right? Right. And then there's the Truth and Reconciliation, which is only four years old. But then they get more into specifics, like they've now gotten into more specific areas, like the Report on Indigenous Child Welfare. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting one if you're into children, youth, and families, right? right? That's uh, three years old. Mm -hmm. That's a, they refer to as Grand Chief Ed John Report. There's currently a movement happening, a framework for early learning and childcare frameworks, national and provincially, that exist today. Those will trigger and have questions. Then you have people like Monique, the little drum consulting. She has those books. You've got to take a look at her books. They are amazing. They're simple. Mm. They are true, but they don't tell the whole story. Wow. There's pieces of the puzzle that are missing. And the key is that with all of these resources that exist, what makes me excited, it follows the storyline of oral history. Mm -hmm. Although they're written, it's like the oral history. You've read it, does not mean that's the whole story. You have to go out and engage. You have to find who knows this piece, that piece. You know, that's how oral history is. Yeah. Not everyone has the story. Mm -hmm. It just ripples. It's about finding out what you're interested in knowing and perfecting. Mm. It's not fixing the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, yeah. Because <laughs> that's huge. It is. If you want to focus on justice, focus on justice. Mm. You know, young people nowadays, they should be really hungry for this stuff. Agreed. You know, because it'll lead them into a different way of, of doing mm. and exciting because there's so many grants available out there for young people to do things different. Right. You know, and the biggest thing for somebody like me is like, um, it's so important for me to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. is to know the history. So all these documents I tell you, I've had to read them. Oh, wow. And then all of these other ones that come up, I mm -hmm. search, I'm reading, I'm studying, I'm doing that. Because I have a job today, and that job is going to be written somewhere. All of our jobs. And the thing is, we're going to be the ancestor one day. Right. I wouldn't want to have a negative history on my ancestry. Because <laughs> my ancestors, they've done a wonderful job 
of maintaining their dignity and their respect of who they are mm -hmm. because that's what this is really about right it's maintaining that that storyline and that dignity and that that narrative of what we want in the future isn't it yes yeah. we're a part of history mm -hmm. you cannot continue to live like we're not a part of history right it may be an ugly history because it's about people's lives mm -hmm. it's not just about the technology that we build people get impacted by the technology yeah it's true <laughs> it is yeah i actually read something recently that um, historical thinking generally is actually at an all-time low because we are so focused on that technological advancement of our, our people of our humans and people are forgetting that we've had we have history we all do and that has a huge impact then mm -hmm. it's not a pretty picture either you yeah. know, because I grew up in a little the little village, La Chalza. I grew up there. And it had no running water, no hydro, no cars. I saw community, I saw differences, I saw people come in, feel welcome, be a part of the community. Whether they be politicians, um, police officers, priests, all of that, they were welcome because they were the minority. <laughs> they had to adapt to us. Right. Right? It wasn't the other way around. And if they had something to offer, it had to align with us. Mm. So I saw that. It's possible. And because of that, and I'm a special ed background, so that triggered my memory to the fact that who is the number one mechanic in my community? You wouldn't believe. The man was deaf and could not speak. Mm. That told me the level of respect we have for people's lives wow the gifts we saw people's gifts mm -hmm. not what they're qualified for so today we now have hydro water and cars right we don't have that dynamic of community and i guarantee you if this guy was in the community today he would not be called on for it because they'll see his disability mm. shifts happen it's that real, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So that's what motivates me to embrace people. Not yeah. the color of your skin, not anything, but I get hungry to learn other people's story. Yeah. Who are you? How'd you get here? <laughs> it's interesting because when you see Aboriginal people come together, mm -hmm. if you're in a big room of them and they, they see each other, and if they see each other for the first time, they'll say, hi. And they'll always say, who are you? Where do you come from? Who is your family? That's, don't we all do that? Right, yeah. It's filling in that narrative. It's continually doing that. I love that. It, it gives, it respects your dignity. It respects you as an individual. Mm -hmm. That you are an individual that comes from a bigger background. Right. You're not one. Because in my way of uh, learning Naniska, it's, you're in, you're dependent. You're independent and you're interdependent mm. twenty four seven. Wow. Even the highest ranking chief and matriarch is dependent on the unborn child. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you learn those kind of things and and my friends we share a lot of those kind of things. And my friends are all different nationalities and I love it. I love it because it makes you stronger. 
it doesn't change you as being doesn't change me being a Niska. It makes me stronger Niska. <laughs> but it also makes those other individuals strong because we connect our principles and values, which strengthens who we are, which then allows us to welcome in a, the academia into our world and mm. the political into our world. and so. But we don't allow those kind of things to change our principles and values. Right. Oh, that's wonderful. That's I love that. That's what's so good to hear. Before we finish up, I'm wondering if there's anything else that you wanted to bring up for our audience today. I really um, encourage people to engage. Mm. There are many very creative individuals who, Indigenous people that walk in both worlds. Mm. There are people that you don't even know, that I haven't heard about. Sometimes people get in the limelight and they become the person. Well, you become focused only on that perspective. But dance with the Indigenous people. Dance with them get to engage with them mm -hmm. at all different levels. Doesn't matter who they are, where they come from, dance with them, their perspectives are all different. Because one of the beauties is the fact that I strongly live upon is not one individual is the same. Every person is different. I know for a fact your siblings are not like you. <laughs> I have a huge family <laughs> and we're all different <laughs> so our true. life experience is different but when we come together at the dinner table what happens chatter yeah and that's exciting mm -hmm. it would be sad if we came to a dinner table and we're all the same they'll be pretty quiet <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. I love that. I absolutely love that. I'm going to start using that more, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the simpler you put, the beauty about learning is that when you learn, you have a lot of fun with it. Mm -hmm. you, you use simple metaphor to understand the huger concept. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's wonderful. I think I want to end it there. So thank you very much, Sherry. Sure. Uh, and thank you for listening. Vantage Point is a not-for-profit organization based in Vancouver, BC that works to transform not-for-profit leadership. Learn more at thevantagepoint.ca. We'd like to, again, thank our sponsor, Humanity Financial Management. Finally, we'd love to hear from you. Please rate this podcast or leave us a comment on your favorite podcast listening device. Thank you again for joining us from our Vantage Point. <laughs>